Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. White, call the jab steps. Comes up shooting top three. Bam! Put him in the hole of fame. Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. One more, one more y'all want me to prove, man. Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Joining me now, Matt Peck. Locked on Bulls podcast. Producing podcasts left and right, even in the offseason. On Twitter, at Locked on Bulls, at Jordan C. Malley, and at Bulls underscore Peck. I don't have Twitter. I don't do anything like that. And I love what you guys do with the show. I listen to every episode. You guys are one of the best podcasts, period. Y'all keep going with you do best. I love you guys. So kick back, relax, and get ready for the best hour of your day. It's 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 raw. You can just see the vibe. Locked on Bulls starts now. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. Okay, cool. I was hoping it wasn't one of those knucklehead programs. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week. Coming up later in this episode, Matt, welcome back. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, a Definitely a nail-biter we did not need last night, man. I mean, talk about 24 hours prior to that. We were just talking about how AK was talking about clutch time and how the Bulls need to get better in that area. And the continued theme of talking about late-game situations popped up once again last night, man. But that was a close one. How are you? Jordan, what's up, buddy? What's up, Bulls Nation? A nail-biter when we didn't need one. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, the Bulls had a 17-point cushion going into the fourth. And in the final couple of minutes, I mean, the Pelicans got it all the way down to two at one point, didn't they? Like, it got real, real dicey. The Bulls did a good job limiting their turnovers through the first three quarters. And they were taking advantage of the Pelicans having an off night um, at, at the three-point line and at the free-throw line. And the Bulls were uh, actually dominating uh, the Pelicans in the paint. So kudos to them for that. But then the fourth quarter rolls around and you get some bad turnovers. You get some bad possessions where the ball is sticking. And then just some dumb, dumb fouls. And like, I had issues with some of those fouls that the refs called late in that game that put the Pelicans at the line and at the line for three, not you know, not two, where it was like, was there even contact? It looked like on one you know, Ingram kind of kicked out his leg from that three at the top of the key where it didn't look like uh, either of the Bulls, you know, interfered with his landing space or even made contact with him. And then the the one before that, another one of those janky, like, well, a player kind of just fakes at the last second like he is going up into a shooting motion and the refs just give it to him when it certainly didn't look like a shooting foul. The, the, the issue for me is that's that kind of stuff has been happening to the Bulls a lot this season. So if you know that the refs are going to be silly and dumb and, and you know, catty like that, then then don't give them the, the, the chance to take the game away from you. Don't give the refs a chance to rob you of a win that you absolutely should have. I saw Donovan Mitchell complaining after their game last night, too, about the refs robbing them from the game, too. And I all I thought to myself was, like, ask Zach Levine how he's feeling this season. Uh, but he was, in part, 
one of the reasons why the Pelicans almost turned around and won this game. He had, he had gotten contact on Ingram from his hip, and Zach, there was no reason for Zach to be even in that play, but let's go back. Let's rewind two plays prior to that. The Kobe foul was just so unnecessary, and I thought Stacey King did a good job of just like, why? Like, why? Like, why are you fouling? And you saw Billy Donovan, too. Like, after Zach's foul, he's like, seriously, why the F are you guys fouling? Stop fouling three-point shooters. But here's Kobe. Oh, oh no. Kobe. Bledsoe just forced it up, and no. Kobe White again Kobe. has committed a foul on a three-point shooter. Come on. You gotta, no, you can't do that. Just play solid. That's going to be three free throws, so the clock stops with 35 seconds left. Here it is right left. here. Now, just, he tries to jump over the screen. He anticipated Williamson setting that screen and trying to beat him to the spot. Yeah, it felt like a play you didn't necessarily have no, to make in that spot, right? Just, just be solid down the stretch. You got this game. Make them have to force up a shot. Let Bledsoe take that three-point shot. I could tell, too, just like right after he got called for that foul, Kobe was pissed at himself, too, for for allowing that to even happen. But like those are the types of things that I'd like to see in an improved second half. It's just like stop making Especially stupid the, plays. Like, on the heels of him doing that in the Minnesota game, too. If you remember, the reason the Bulls even had to go to OT in that Minnesota game that should not have gone to OT is that Kobe had another bad foul on a three-point shooter. Didn't he have a three-point? Didn't he have a foul on a three-point shooter in the Rockets game a couple of weeks ago too? If I'm not mistaken, like probably I mean, the Bulls are fouling three-point shooters left and right this season it, at least horrible. once a game. The Bulls did it three times last night. I mean, man, it's hard to criticize your best player, but like in these situations, man, we've talked about it a lot this season. The Zach Levine foul, I had more issue with than than the Kobe foul. The Zach Levine foul, like Patrick Williams already had his hand in, in Ingram's face. You were up what? They were up six at that point. There's no reason. Let Ingram take the shot with 13 seconds left. So there was no reason. Like Zach Levine, I know, trying to show that he's giving effort, trying to help out on that side. But you got to know you're up two possessions with 13 seconds left. If Even if the foul, even if the ball falls, who cares? Who cares? Inbound the ball, get fouled, make your free throws, game over. Instead... You messed around and almost lost this game. Back up by six. Here's Ingram. Oh, oh my another goodness. foul on a three-point shooter. Come on now. Come on now. Cannot be doing this. Come on the game. now. <laughs> Come on now. You, that's just poor execution right there. You know they're going to shoot a three. Look at Billy Donovan. He can't even believe it. Why are you fouling? I mean, here it is right here. There's no need to even be over there. Yep. Zach Levine gets tagged with it. There's, there's no need to even challenge that shot. You're not going to block it. It's late game situation. Understand the shot clock and what the situation is if you're this young Bulls team. They got lucky, man, but I mean, it's again, this is what, the third or fourth game where they've blown a massive lead in the second half, and it, like we said, it's like flashbacks of last year, man, and I'm just glad that they were able to hold on to the win, even though it was ugly at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's always better to win ugly than to lose pretty. Um, a w- wins are wins, and that win got the Bulls at 16 and 18 at the All-Star break, uh, tied with the Pacers in ninth, but only a game and a half out of the Celtics, who are currently in the fourth seed. So, you know, uh, especially when the Bulls had let some of the winnable games go in the front half of their schedule, and knowing how daunting the second half of the, se- the their season schedule is, it, this is not one that they could have afforded to let get away. And they almost did. And maybe they got a little bit lucky. But yeah, I mean, two fouls on three-point shooters in the final minute just 
you you cannot do that. And I know that Donovan, to his credit, has been you know calling his guys out for things that they need to clean up, the mistakes, whether they be bad fouls or turnovers. Donovan's been harping on it all season long. We cannot afford to give our opponents those freebies, those free points, the extra possessions and things like that. And sometimes you can get away with it. If you're playing the Pelicans or you're playing the Timberwolves, you can get away with it. But the Wolves don't have that many can get away with it kind of games in the back half of the season, especially when every team's competitive levels are ratcheted up a couple of notches because everybody's trying to fight for the playoffs, fight for playoff seating. Um, so I thought that it was good. And Donovan's postgame comments about, you know, where do you, how do you assess your team at the All-Star break? And the first thing that he said was, we're, we're a below 500 team. You're, you're only, you know, a couple games below 500, but, but he was realistic about it. And after that, he, he commended his guys for their positive energy and their focus and their determination to get better. So it was a good balance of saying, hey, we're not good enough yet. Our record isn't good enough compared to what I think it could be, but we're we're in the right we're we're heading in the right direction. The Bulls did a solid job of not letting the opponent go on like one of those massive runs we had talked about, especially in the first half. The Bulls actually did that themselves. They went on an eight oh run in the first quarter, eight to one run, and then in the second quarter they did a great job. Fourteen to four run in the second half of that second quarter, and then a nine oh run basically to close out the quarter. But the fourth quarter mini runs by this Pelicans team came in flashes, Matt, and that's why they got back from a nineteen point deficit. Six oh run, seven oh run, and a seven oh run, all within a minute a six minute stretch. You do that, you're putting yourself in trouble. Not only that, but the fouls that they made at the end is it was a recipe for disaster, but I'm glad the Bulls pulled this one out because I don't want them reminiscing and thinking about this one and having this drilled in their head if they had taken a loss and have to think about that for the next seven, eight days before they play their next game. So as we can take a deep breath, but this is definitely something I'm sure Billy Donovan is going to address and harp home uh, starting that second half next, what, next week, a week and a half from now. So, but hey, I'll take the win. Just like you said, win ugly, right? Absolutely. Every single time. Um, and a key contributor to that ugly win was our guy, the Wiley vet, Thadjik Johnson, a.k.a. Thad Young, who Jordan is our Michelob Ultra player of the week this week. You know, we, we can't give it to Zach Levine every week, although, you know, kudos to Zach for his 36 and eight last night. But, uh, you know, Thad Young has had two quality games this uh, this week, Monday and Wednesday, short week before All-Star break, but sort of just uh, giving him his his kudos and his cred for an amazing first half of the season in his uh, new and improved role his second year with the team. Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs and only 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And Jordan, one of my favorite parts about the game last night against the Pelicans was, um, I, I think it was like late third quarter, early fourth quarter, Zach Levine and Thad Young in this like amazing two-man game that they've developed. Zach dishes to Thad in the pocket on a pick and roll, and Thad has one of his, you know, um, one of his millions of floaters that he's just hitting at a ridiculous rate this season at the top of the lane. Yeah, you know, swishes the floater, gets the and one, and and when he's getting brought back up off the uh, off the hardwood by his teammates, Thad just had this amazing smile on his face, just like ear to ear, toothy grin. And it's just like, man, that's a 14-year vet in the NBA coming off the bench behind a bunch of 19, 20, 22-year-olds 
and is so happy to be playing the role that he has this season. And it's just like it, there was just like this wave of mental relief and joy that watched that washed over me when I just saw Thad Young smile last night. Clearly having fun playing the game um, in, in his 14th NBA season, and and that joy spreads throughout the team. Um, and, it, and it was really great to see. So, hey, I don't know. May, maybe Thad's having himself a Michelob Ultra post game to keep <laughs> that joy flowing. So, you know, uh, for all of our, our Bulls listeners out there who want to enjoy themselves while watching the Bulls, grab yourself a Michelob Ultra. Again, just 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? I'm pretty sure that last night, Thad Young won because he was happy. So shout out to Thad Young, our Michelob Ultra player of the week. He should be happy with himself, man. In two games this week, he had 15 points. He shot 73.7% from the field on an average of 10 shots a game against Denver and against New Orleans. Absolutely insane. He didn't take a three, but to go along with those 15 points a game, he had five and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, three steals, in a block and a half per game. So we had to give it to Thaddeus Young. Yeah, man, he's like, he he's doing his best Draymond Green impression right now without all the other antics. Like, he is exactly what this team needed, exactly what Zach needs, right? And maybe if we can add another guy like him, be nice. But you're seeing this wave and this trend over the NBA, man, where guys are just finding two-man game to play, one big, one pure shooter that's super athletic. I mean, there's you could probably name half a dozen teams that are doing this successfully, and, and Thad's helping Zach to his best ability to be able to try to find some of that energy and... It's turning into wins, so I'm all for it, man, and good for Thad. He's had a great, great first half. Kudos to Thad, man. Man, it's it's getting harder and harder to contemplate trading him, isn't it? <laughs> it, Siri, it really is. Uh, before we get into some other trade possibilities as the trade deadline pops up here, uh, there's been another name linked to the Bulls, and we could talk a little bit about that, Matt. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online AG. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. So if you decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to deposit 100 bucks. You're going to get 50 back from betonline.ag just by using the promo code Locked On. Yesterday, I told you guys that I was uh, fearful that Zion Williamson was going to absolutely destroy it in points just because of what he had done against the Bulls a couple of weeks ago and sure enough he hit his overprop. he was over 26 and a half points and he had 28 last night on 10 of 17 so it was pretty much like clockwork for Zion although the Bulls did get the W so if you want to bet on player props teams the NBA whatever it is head to the website use your mobile device get that 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts so Matt let's uh Sham Sharania 
he put out an article today just kind of updating some of the latest rumors going around the NBA as we approach the trade deadline. And one little nugget in there we got was, according to him, the Bulls could potentially be interested in acquiring center Andre Drummond from the Cavaliers. What was your first impression? Because I've heard this on Bulls Twitter for the last couple of weeks. People have been asking us left and right in our, our text and voicemail line, but I didn't really take it serious. But now that we've got something at least a little substantial, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think as soon as it became clear that the the Cavs were looking to shop Drummond's Bulls fans started talking about it because it's a player who's available. It's a player who's noteworthy, a familiar name, a, a guy who's played in the Central Division pretty much his entire career. So Bulls fans have seen him often and Bulls fans have watched him put up 20 and 20 games on us all the time. Uh, and then between that and the fact that the Bulls front court looks like it's shallow looks like it's too weak too short whatever you however you want to describe it with some of these games recently from an undersized center in Wendell and an undersized backup center who's not really a center in Thad Young Bulls fans are sick of watching their team get bodied every night so Andre Drummond hey there's a big body though so the the conjecture makes sense as far as what Shams said in this most uh, recent column of his, particularly the Bulls have registered interest in Drummond, sources said. Cleveland has had exploratory calls on Drummond, but skepticism remains on whether the team can find a desirable trade. The center is owed $28.7 million this season. So, like, to me, the first thing you think of is, okay, well, like, Drummond and the Cavs want to part ways. Um, Otto is on a gigantic expiring deal. What if you just like swap those two players? Um, seems easy enough. And maybe Drummond's presence in the front court is something that the Bulls feel like they need more right now. But is Otto even tradable? I mean, yes, expiring deal. Can he play? I don't know. Yeah, no, we haven't, we haven't I, I, seen I just feel it, so meh about this whole Drummond idea. What about you? It would have to be like a buy low situation, right? Obviously, Otto's got to be the guy that goes. Otherwise, the money just doesn't make any sense unless you include a third team. To me, it's for for me, it's a buy low option for the Bulls if they continue to want to see what this team is going to develop in. And maybe you do want the playoff experience. Like AK had just said 24 hours prior to this, he's like, he still believes in what they have as far as this core. is not going to press anything. But if there's not going to be that many sellers, the only question I have is, if what's your best offer is and still making it valuable for you as a as a team, and there's not that many sellers out there, I feel like maybe the Cavs can get more for Drummond than what we would want to offer as a team. Like I put together in the trade machine, Matt, this is what I thought was the most realistic idea for a trade that makes sense for both sides. Drummond and Dotson come to the Bulls. Otto Porter, Chandler Hutchison, and a second-round pick go to the Cavaliers. The Bulls aren't going to have much roster space to really shuffle guys or be able to draft guys unless you're going to draft internationally. So a couple of these second-round picks that they have don't make a whole lot of sense to have right now in the immediate. Cavs at least get to pick up a second-rounder, and Drummond hasn't played in almost a month. So whatever they can get for him, I think they'd be more than willing to be in on. And Chandler Hutchins is still a young wing if they can figure out how to get him some playing time as well. In that rotation of Osman and Okoro, He'd be right there in the mix, too, to maybe at least get some playing time. So all of that lines up, and it works perfectly. I don't know how enticed the Cavs are about that, though. 
Yeah, and if we're being honest, I also don't know how enticed the Bulls are in Drummond. This could just be, you know, Sham said in his report, the Cavs have had some difficulty generating interest in Andre Drummond. So maybe the Cavs leaked to Shams that they have had some some talks with the Bulls that the Bulls are interested because maybe the Cavs are looking at the Bulls front court situation and saying Lowry's hurt again. Wendell's getting bodied. Maybe they can use our gigantic center um, because again, I, like other than learning a day before the draft that the Bulls were keying in on Patrick Williams, any and all the rumors about what the Bulls have been doing since AK took over have not been true. Have not come to fruition. Oh, the Bulls, they're considering keeping Jim Boylan. (laughs) What else you got? Oh, the Bulls are considering trading Wendell and and the number four to move up to number two. So, you know, take this for what it is. It's a report. It's a report from a respected NBA reporter slash journalist who has sources. But I wouldn't be surprised if his sources here are coming from Cleveland and not Chicago. Hmm. I, I still think there's some truth to that trading up for potentially Wiseman because if you read that article from The Athletic a couple of days ago they weren't sure about Wiseman at all until they had a dinner like a couple of days before and then realized that that was their guy like very weird stories coming about out about this draft specifically who the Warriors took hey Wiseman's gonna be a great player man I, I they made a good pick there so they got lucky but I just thought the the thought process on it was very, very weird. But for the Bulls, like Damian Dotson has been a guy that the Bulls were interested this offseason before they signed Garrett Temple. That's also the brother of Devin Dotson, too. So kind of makes sense there. Matches the money of Chandler Hutchison. You throw in Otto and Drummond. That's a complete swap. And then, hey, the Cavs get a little bit of an incentive with a second-round pick this year coming up. And also you get Chandler Hutchison for another year at a low cost. And a relatively young player with some athletic ability. Hey, the the Cavs could take a flyer. Otherwise, you're getting nothing. So that's what I would offer, man. I feel like that makes sense for both teams. But then again, like you said, maybe there's just no value in Drummond at all. And that's almost too much for the Bulls to give up. Could be. It could be. I'm, I mean, I, I would be surprised to, to see the Bulls make uh, a big swing trade at, you know, at or before this deadline in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I think, you know, it, it might dictate things as far as like how the Bulls couple of weeks after All-Star and before the trade deadline go, what their record looks like, what the playoff picture looks like. And then that might have AK and Eversley leaning one more, you know, leaning one way or the other as far as like, okay, well, do we really want to, you know, make the grind and push this out and try and get to the playoffs? Or as we get closer to the deadline, are we saying, all right, let's start thinking about next season. Let's start making actions about next season. Uh, a few more things that uh, we will get to to wrap up today's show. First, though, Jordan wanted to tell our listeners about rockauto.com. Chain stores have different prices tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamp, motor oil, even new carpeting. 
Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much money for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I'm just trying to think so, uh, about how Andre Drummond fits into this team, though. Like, let's say that it's a buy low option. Is there any drawback to having him on this team? Because clearly the Bulls need somebody who can consistently rebound. And like we were talking about earlier this week, it's just like a guy when the Bulls are sized up against a guy like Jokic or somebody with a big body and just absolutely dominating you out. Somebody there to just kind of disrupt that. But I think if Drummond comes in right away, probably starts no even if he doesn't play 30 minutes a night if he plays 22 25 minutes a night don't you think he would come in right away and start or do you think he would come off the bench Ooh man i mean that's that's an interesting question um because clearly so far this season the goal and the plan has been let the young kids start and let's have a great second unit that is made entirely of quality veteran players. And that has had its advantages and disadvantages. A lot of nights, the Bulls' young unit uh, that's out there starting digs themselves a hole because they get out, you know, outperformed by their opponents uh, in the first quarter. You know, we see the Bulls build themselves a lot of first quarter deficits because of that. And, and you know, some nights I wonder if the Bulls might not be better off Kind of mixing some of the young with some of the vets as far as their starters and their and their backup uh, half of the rotation. As far as Drummond, I think it would it would very much depend on what AK and Eversley and Donovan think about Wendell right now and what they think about Wendell long term. Do I think Drummond right now is a better center than Wendell when you talk about everything that they offer on both ends of the floor? Yeah, I do. I know that there are some Wendell stands out there who might not like to hear that, but even Donovan has said recently, we understand that Wendell is still a young player. He's still working on his game on both ends. He's, he's, he's improving, but it takes time. And it's the same reason why you often see Billy Donovan close games with Thad Young over Wendell Carter Jr. Donovan said as much. He's like, look, Wendell's getting better in a lot of areas, but when it comes to, and not just the defensive end, where Thad is just like Wendell undersized, but has enough experience in the NBA to, to at least hold his own, uh, you know, playing defense down low. Thad's just more experienced and more confident and more comfortable executing his role in the offense more so than Wendell. You know, playing the pick and roll, you know, making the correct reads in the pocket, whether it be putting the ball on the floor, getting to the basket, using his really efficient little baby hooks or spraying out to shooters, or or a dump-off pass to somebody making a baseline cut. Thad's way better at that than Wendell right now, and it should be expected for a 14-year player to be better at that than a player who has been on and off the floor with injuries and is three, and is three years in and only 22 years old. That makes sense. So, yeah, if you're asking me which player's better, Andre Drummond is better right now. Would he start? Not necessarily, because Billy Donovan is starting all the young kids who are not better than the vets coming off the bench. 
either way, they're going to have to find a way to supplement this rebounding problem too. Like this has been two issues is you're getting body down low. The rebounding is a little bit of an issue. Uh, like, like in order to keep, uh, say you don't trade Thaddeus Young in order to keep him fresh. Let's say that's your, your opportunity is trying to make the playoffs. Even if it's the play, play, uh, play in game, Still, you have to keep him somewhat fresh, and like Donovan had said a few weeks ago, you can't continuously run him out there for 30, 35 minutes a night and expect him to be the same player he was in this first half. That's why I think we saw Gafford out there just scrapping up some minutes in the first quarter against the Pelicans, man, just to break a little bit of that up so that isn't having to play an extra four to six minutes. Same thing with Carter, so he doesn't get in foul trouble early on. They need to find somebody else, though, like Cornette, okay nice try it's not gonna work we we clearly see that so maybe this is like the bulls just opportunity of hey let's call a bunch of different teams that have big men on their bench maybe vets that are they're looking to just maybe get a little bit of a sweetener in order to swap trade and i think andre drummond you start with him i think we saw we talked about stephen adams a couple of weeks ago i think that's another possibility too it's probably a handful of other bigs that we're not thinking of right now that'll come up in these trade rumors for the next couple of weeks but either way the bulls i think need to at least make a small move in order to kind of figure out whatever they're doing here in the front court, at least in the short term, and help out Thaddeus Young and Wendell Carter Jr. and hopefully when Markinen gets back. But just somebody that's reliable, that can rebound, uh, can block some shots, can eat up some minutes so you don't have to be forced to play Cornette or Gafford in moments right. where it could change things. And then, you know, and then back end of the, the conversation about what that means long term, because just like Otto, Drummond's on an expiring deal. You know he's he's twenty eight point seven mil this season. He's unrestricted in in the off season in twenty one. So, you know, are are you basically just doing a vet for vet swap because you find more use for Drummond in the back half of this season, and you're really trying to to make a playoff push here, and then beyond that, you, you let Drummond go on his merry way as an unrestricted free agent this summer, or based on his performance, do you look to to bring him back on a new contract, and then again? What does that mean for the, you know, the Lowry-Wendell situations? Restricted free agent for Lowry, Wendell, where does he fit in? Because Wendell Drummond doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And you got P-Dub ready to take the next step. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure Drummond fits long term unless the Bulls are like officially giving up on Wendell. I'm with you on that too because Drummond's age too like he's 27 he's somebody that you could extend out obviously on a lower cost than what he made in his previous contract but somebody that still fits the timeline of Zach Levine and this this younger core right if you're still trying to compete and win over the next couple of seasons he makes a lot of sense this would give you a chance to to kind of try him out even if you said hey let's do a one-year deal next year let's run it back with the same team and see what we have there that's a possibility as well, but it would make sense from a lot of different angles why the Bulls would be interested at least in Drummond. And I think, too, it's them gauging the market on where are the top big men going to go to kind of help supplement these real true contenders. Like we talked about with Adams, but also like DeMarcus Cousins is another one. He's been rumored with a bunch of other teams that are in contention. I think the Bulls are just kind of gauging the market and saying, hey, if two, three, or four bigs get traded, who's going to be left in that scrum? And maybe we can... Maybe we can use them at a low cost. That could be certainly possible, too. Do you have any interest in Drummond? I'm Not Drummond. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins? I mean, maybe. 
if like if if he can still be even 75% of prime boogie then that's even 75% of prime boogie is a hell of a player i don't know if he has that in him right now um so i mean like would I roll the dice on on Cousins over Drummond for what they offer respectively? Probably. Uh, but you got to assume that, that Cousins, if he signs somewhere, now that he's cleared waivers, wants to sign somewhere where he can make a run at a title, right? Yes, I would agree with that. His money is a lot easier to deal with for teams that are in contention but up against the cap as well like with Drummond I feel like a lot of these teams part of the interest thing is is like we can't afford to trade guys that are making a ton of money off of our roster that would be taking actual pieces away from our team whereas the Bulls have Otto Porter on this massive contract for one year left there's only a few teams in the league that have the ability to kind of make that swap so that's something else to think about. Like when you're thinking about these trades is like guys contracts matter too for top contending teams and that might ultimately affect what they're worth. So I don't know. I just want somebody in here that can help Thaddeus Young and Wendell Carter Jr. out because I'm right now you have to be you have to make the assumption that the front court isn't going to be healthy for the rest of the season. Somebody somewhere is going to miss some time. just hasn't been the case for the Bulls over the last four years, so there's no reason to assume that. So if they can find a way to shore up some help without making a massive move, I'm okay with that, and that would be cool with me. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, again, I'm... I'm since they've come on board, and, and AK in particular, I have never been so bold as to predict and to pretend that I know exactly what they're going to do because they've been, they've been pretty quiet about stuff. Uh, and it certainly sound when he spoke to the media earlier this week, like he he's certainly intrigued enough by where this team is and the growth that they've already shown this season to stick with them and see if they can rally their way to a playoff spot in the back half of the season. So right now I'm leaning towards, I don't expect to see any major trades before March 25th, but doesn't mean that we shouldn't be talking about all possibilities and staying on our toes because the NBA is wild, man. Crazy shit happens. That is true. We put out a poll for Locked On Bulls. It just said, are we in or out on acquiring Andre Drummond? Asked you, the Bulls fan. And if you want to go vote, there's still about 10 hours left on this. So we'll, we can give you the updated stats tomorrow. But right now, it's as expected, Matt. 51% of people are in. 49% of people are out and a p- bunch of responses <laughs> on this tweet just asking what the cost is does it involve uh, Otto Porter Jr. does it involve Felicio don't give up too much you last buy a piece in let's go for this playoff run but don't give up too much so a lot of what we had been talking about over the last uh, 10-15 minutes or so on Drummond but yeah so, not surprising. so like every issue ever in Bulls fans <laughs> history we are exactly split on what we think <laughs> pretty much pretty much <laughs> So on brand for the for Bulls Twitter and on brand for Bulls fans, definitely. Uh, but oh, give us- bless y'all's hearts. Just all, so reliable every single time. What do we feel about this? 50-50. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, give us your response. Are, your are thoughts there three on options? 33-33-33. So <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, give us your thoughts. 331-979-1369. Texts, voicemails, anything you got for us. If you've got some thoughts on Drummond or maybe a potential other target the Bulls would be after before the trade deadline hits, 
Our text and voicemail line is always open, 331-979-1369. You can follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked on Bulls. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.